Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. How you guys doing? It's your guy Larry. You just tuned into Black Nerds Biblecast, and where this episode we are talking about the story of Noah. Um, we've already covered some parts of Noah already, talking about the flood, talking about how Noah has had been had to be obedient to God, how he um, how he followed the instructions on on how to build a gigantic ark, a gigantic boat. God was going to destroy the earth with with a flood with flood water that means that and would have uh ultimately eliminate all human life as we know it on the earth he let it rain for 40 days or 40 nights and just i mean just wiped out everybody okay except for noah and his sons and his wives and we read now at this point now in the story about after the flood waters had had went down um he you know noah um um waited till everything was the coast was clear and uh, they all stepped out of the boat. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about what happened after they came out of the boat, after the animals were released. And um, basically, there was no more flood waters and no more flood, no no more. Um, everything was was dry. And so now God begins to give his covenant uh, to not only Noah, but also to his descendants, which means you and me. So it's going to be an awesome story. I want you to kind of hang in there and read um, and listen to it. Maybe follow along if you can, you know, read, you know, get a Bible out and kind of read. We're going to be going to chapter nine of Genesis. And um, again, just follow along. We're going to be dealing with that. Also, we're going to be dealing with his three sons, Ham, Shem and Japheth. Um, we're going to be wondering, we're going to be looking at how significant it was, um, with the three sons as well. So just really, uh, hanging there. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be an awesome story. So, um, sit back and relax and enjoy this next episode of Black Nurse Biblecast. Good morning, everybody. So how's your day been and how's your day going? Hopefully your morning is going well, getting everything going, probably getting up in the morning, getting away for work like me, like myself. And so I had to, wanted to um, uh, go over this chapter um, on the book of Noah. And so uh, we're in chapter nine. Um, we're going to start at verse one. And um yeah, we're going to start off. It's uh, the title of this chapter is called God Confirms His Covenant. So then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, all the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. I have given them for them, given them to you for food, just as I have given you grain and vegetables. But you must never eat any meat that still has life blood in it. And I will require the blood of anyone who takes another person's life. If a wild animal kills a person, it must die. And anyone who murders a fellow human human must die. If anyone takes a human life, 
that person's life will also be taken by human hands. For God made human beings in his own image. Now be fruitful and multiply and repopulate the earth. Then God told Noah, Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my co covenant with you and your descendants and with all the animals that were on the boat with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, every living creature on earth. Yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will floodwaters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. Then God said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is the sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I send clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears, rainbow will appear in the clouds and I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. Never again will the floodwaters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth. Then God said to Noah, yes, this rainbow is the sign of the covenant I am confirming with all the creatures on earth. So welcome back. So what did you think about this verse that we just read or this chapter so far? Um, yeah, this was a very interesting chapter about God confirming his covenant with Noah. Um, first of all, we, we discovered that God blessed Noah when they um, came out the ark, him and his sons. Um, he gave them a command to be fruitful and multiply. In other words, just populate the earth. It says fill the earth, fill the earth. So all the animals of the earth and all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, all the fish of the sea, it says, will look on you with fear and terror. So we can kind of um, assume that the animals would probably be at this point wild animals. In other words, because I guess I'm assuming that when they when they originally had the animals, the animals came to them. If you remember um, in the earlier verses, when the animals will come to Noah and and they won't be afraid, they you know, and which would have made it obviously easier for them to board a boat and you know come on the boat. You know what I'm saying? So. So we can only assume that, um, I guess this is what is kind of referring to fear and terror that the animals will be wild animals. Um, also, you know, um, of course, you know, obviously fish and the sea, <laughs> they probably won't, not just the fact that um, they will be running from you or anything that, of that matter. But one of the things that I've noticed here um, is that when they mentioned about animals for food to eat and he noticed that he he leaves out any animal that contains blood in other words life blood in it this is interesting for two two reasons one um the diet that i'm assuming that they had so in other words you know at that time 
there was a lot of people during that time that obviously ate nothing but fish um, for meat, as well as um, they had grain and they had fruit. So they, I'm assuming that their diet at that time was pretty good. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But the, another reason why I thought this was another um, interesting um, state interesting thing that I discovered reading this is also um, during that time um, when they did sacrifices that was when they sacrificed um, animals for the you know for you know just to sacrifice unto the Lord and the life blood is very important and this is where as we read in verses 5 um, of chapter chapter nine now we're understanding that how the blood is very important how God sees human life so um, I'm gonna read this again and it says um, in verse five and I will and I will require the blood of anyone who takes another person's life um, if a wild animal kills a person it must die and anyone who murders a fellow human must die. If anyone takes a human life, that person's life will also be taken by human hands. And it says, for God made human beings in his own image. Um, and the reason why that the lifeblood is so important is because of the fact of human life. Um, he also, you know, requires of life. You know, in other words, life itself is very precious to God. Uh, we see that we see that even in the time of Cain and Abel, when um, Abel had murdered his brother Cain, you know, God was really um, he had really, you know, looked at Abel, I mean, looked at Cain, excuse me. He looked at Cain and was like, what have you done to your brother Abel? You know, he killed his brother and he and he mentions how the blood of his brother had had, you know, basically had gone into the earth and cried out unto him so it's very important to god you notice that that the the blood was so so very important and they weren't required to kill any kind of animal unless it was for sacrifice only not not for consumption not for just regular eating so i thought that was very important um that i noticed this in the first time of, of reading this so, yeah, so in as we read further down, um, God tells, tells Noah and his sons that he hereby confirms, he said, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants. So understand this, that when God, you know, he confirms a covenant, he doesn't, he didn't just do that for them you know, at the present time, but he did that also for his entire descendants that will come after him. So, you know, for his, his children and grandchildren, as well as the rest of the population that will come from Noah, from the line of Noah and from the, the, the line of his sons too, because eventually they would also have, have children. So, um, it says, and, and then he know, also mentions, and with all the animals that were on the boat with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, every living creature on earth. And another thing, you know, back to, you know, when I was mentioning about how, you know, the animals would, would look at you with fear and terror. I notice here, um, he says, 
and all the wild animals. This is the first time in this sentence that I noticed that he mentions wild animals. The animals were not wild at first. And so obviously here is where it talks about them being wild. Okay. And this is every living creature on earth. Okay. So he reconfirms again in verse 11. He says, yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will flood waters kill all living creatures. Never again will the flood, will a flood destroy the earth. Now, I want to kind of stop right here and kind of, um, kind of mention this a little bit or talk about this a little bit. Um, so this is a direct, um, I guess, quote at the time that God says this on his covenant. Now, this is very true. He will never again uh, flood the earth or will destroy the earth. Okay. With a flood or, you know, kill living creatures again like this with flood waters. Um, We know this because later on in the scriptures, later on in, in later books like Revelations, um, we read about an, another destruction of the earth that is coming. That, and of course, this hasn't happened yet. According to the Bible, this is prophetically um, talking about, again, we're not just referring to, I'm sorry, referring to um, the second um, destruction that will be coming on this earth that we're now living in. And that earth, you know, will will just be destroyed with fire, not with water. So the next time that God destroys the earth will be with fire. And so this is the thing that I I, me- I think I mentioned during this time when we read earlier chapters about, you know, God, um, the population of the earth and how sin had 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 approached, had come to the, the point of it was it was so much that he had he had repented that he had ever made man at that time we do not read anything about a savior we do not read anything about a a mediator one that can redeem human 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 uh all humankind at that time we can only assume that jesus christ was not a thing or not a a redeemer at that time of that human population okay so sin had had reached the, the point of no return and so god had no other choice but to destroy all human life at that time of course you know and the reason why i say he had no other choice because it the bible declares that they were just everything that they did was evil it was corrupt it was murderous it was vile it was whatever they um could could think of it would it would they would think of everything that's evil and do everything that was evil there was no one that that never did anything wrong or i mean everything right it was just that was just continuously in their lifestyle to do the things that they did and the fortunate thing was was that noah he followed the lord he wanted to he wanted to pattern his life after the lord he wanted to live um according to god and and you know, as we see in this story here, you know, God chose Noah, chose Noah to be the to be the person that he would use to continue life through. OK. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. So understand this this time. But this time, you know, this this time we are 
you're living in a time of the church age. We're living in a time of grace. We're living in a time of, of you know, though there is a lot of, of violence again, a lot of um, sin on the earth. There is a lot of offense to one another. If you notice, you know, God never changes. Okay, let me let me just say that real quick. God never changes. He never his standards at that time or his standards now. He does not condone murder. He does not condone killing of any kind. He does not condone lying and cheating and and all the things that people are doing now. So to say that you might say history is going to repeat itself and yeah eventually he's 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 going to judge the earth now the difference between we can obviously say because we're living in this time now that what's different now than it was in noah's day or leading up to noah's day is that we have jesus christ so jesus christ had came and and you know and had became the sacrifice for all mankind that's very important because now we have um um we have a mediator we have one that that will go between god and man and that we can go to we can we can ask to be saved we can ask for for forgiveness we can now um accept him in our heart and 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 then we also have the the other thing we also have is we have the holy spirit the holy spirit is one that now you can invite the Holy Spirit in you, begin to um, walk according to God's ways, begin to be obedient. Remember, at that time, there was never no um, mention of the Holy Spirit. There was never no mention of a Savior called Jesus Christ at that time of Noah. So we are very blessed to have what we have now. And so you and I have a chance to get our lives right, because I believe that history will repeat itself. There's all evidence pointing to that because of the fact that the things that are happening in Noah's day will happen now. Okay. And there's, there's verses that, that actually point back to Noah's day. Um, as we read in the new Testament, Jesus points back to the, like it was in the days of Noah. So it shall be now. Okay, it will say that that people will keep doing the things that they're doing all the way up into the day of judgment. Okay, so we want to we want to be mindful and cautious. Nothing. And listen, there's nothing to be scared of or worried of. If you and I just like this, like we say, you and I are already um, convinced that we are saved, we are forgiven, and we're walking according to the Lord in our lives, then there's nothing to be afraid of. I think that the only thing now is that we continue to to share the message of Christ with others, begin to talk with others about, you know, living for the Lord instead of living for themselves or living according to the world. You know, that that is this is the time that it's it's supposed to happen now. If you are one that is listening to this podcast right now or this Bible cast right now and and you're and you're not fully saved or you're not saved or you feel that you're not walking according to the Lord right now is the time to get that right right now is the time to make that decision to make sure like the Bible says make sure of your your salvation make sure that your election is sure because yes 
according to all accounts, according to all things. Yes, God will do the same thing as he did in the days of Noah, but he did confirm his covenant that he will never destroy the earth again with water, but he will destroy it. And, and, and the good news behind that all is, is this, is that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. So they will not just be um, destroyed unto believing, but uh, just, you know, utterly done but there will be another heaven and another earth okay with life on it so let's continue on real quick he says um so he he confirms his his covenant with noah and then he turns around and he tells them he's giving them a sign so he says then god said i am giving you a sign of my covenant with you and all living creatures for all generations to come now this is this is wonderful because he's going to begin to um He's going to give us a sign. And, and remember, this is the only time or one of the only times that we see here that God is given a sign. He's given a sign, a mark to to remember for us to for us to remember that this is what, you know, we're to remember as well as God says that he will remember as well. He says, I have placed my rainbow in the in the clouds. It is a sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth when I sing clouds over the earth the rainbow will appear in the clouds and i will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures okay so remember in and and you know it's it's wonderful to see this because yeah when he sent like like it says when the clouds come in the sky we see that today we see that when there's rain we see when there's thunderstorms and the sun comes out you know and 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 you know of course we know what it is is when the rain um, is is hitting or coming uh, from the clouds the rain um, produces a, a what they call a prism from the light that 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 uh, shines off the, the water that is coming down from the sky or from the clouds and that's where you get that that image of the rainbow and so yeah this is where at this point we see how God remembers the covenant and also we remember the covenant as well because we see the rainbow okay he says here he says never again will the floodwaters destroy all life when I see the rainbow in the clouds I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth this is an eter eternal covenant that means forever that means it never ever ends Ends, okay and every living creature on earth it says so verse 17 then god said to noah yes the rainbow is the sign of the covenant i am confirming with all creatures on earth isn't that wonderful i think this is i think this is very very beautiful i want to um just stop here and just um admire how good god is God, you know, he's, he's a just God. He's a, he's a God that is holy. He requires, he requires holiness. I mean, think about it. Think about it. We, we're, you know, we as humans, we're so faulty and so frail and we do mess up and we do fall short all the time, but we have a God that is holy and he is just. And so in saying that, you know, we have a God that that is loving, 
even in the midst of him being as he is, he is very loving and he does says, okay, I'm going to remember this covenant forever. And I'm going to give you this sign to let you know that one, what my covenant is with mankind and all living creatures, but I'm also reminded of myself of what I have said to you. So remember that. Remember how good God is. Remember how merciful he is. Remember how, you know, right now that he's given us a chance, given us uh, a plenty of time to 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 allow us to be close to him and to to walk with him to get to know him you know so i i just really um i really admire this this um this verse and this time in which god um you know is dealing with noah so um yeah so we'll be right back we're gonna take a quick break and uh we'll be right back So welcome back, everybody. I'm glad you came back. So um, we're going to um, continue on after this. Now, um, this is about Noah's sons, and we're going to finish off the rest of this Bible cast and the story of Noah with this last bit. Um, this is still in verse, uh, chapter 9, and we're going to be reading from chapter uh, verse 18 through um, 18 through, um, I'm sorry, through 28. Okay, so. Just about 10 scriptures and not too bad. Okay. Two verses. So the sons of Noah who came out of the boat with their families were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham is the father of Canaan. Now this is, this is mentioned for a reason. Okay. Um, they, out of the three, they mentioned that Ham is the father of Canaan. Okay. So we'll discover as we read further in the future of Ham, we're going to discover why this was mentioned. All right, so from these three sons of Noah came all the people who now populate the earth. After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground, okay? And he planted a vineyard. Now, one day he drank some wine he, he had made and became drunk and lay naked in his, inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked and went outside and told his brothers, okay? Then Shem and, Shem and Japheth took a robe, held it over their shoulder, and backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. When Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of servants to his relatives. Then Noah said, May the Lord, may the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed, and may Canaan be his servant. May God expand the territory of Japheth. May Japheth share the prosperity of Shem. And may Canaan be his servant. Noah lived another 350 years after the great flood. He lived 950 years. Then he died. Okay. <laughs> You're probably wondering what in the world just happened. 
Now, I'm going to, uh, before we get into this, I want to read this out of the New King James, okay? And be and the reason why, because the way this was explained or the way this is worded in the King, New King James is a little bit different um, um, when it comes to, um, basically when it comes to what Sham, Ham, and J-Path, this story about this, okay? So, um, let's see. Just bear with me just a second. Okay. Okay, so we're going to read this again. Um, actually, we're going to start with uh, verse 20 in, 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 you know, the same chapter. And Noah began to be a farmer. Okay. He planted a vineyard. Then he drank the wine and was drunk and became uncovered in his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his nakedness and his father of his father and told his two brothers outside. All right. Um, the reason why I wanted to um, I wanted to look at this from a different angle. Uh, let's try this. Let's try this. Um, just bear with me because I want to I want to bring this out so that to explain this. Um, okay, I think it's 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 saying the same thing. All right. Um, basically, him did the same thing. The father of Canaan saw the nakedness of his father. Now, I think this is this is the reason why I wanted to bring this out and explain this is because he, he you know, Ham didn't just merely just see his father naked. OK, it wasn't it wasn't just he looked upon his father and and was like, oh, my God, you know, dad is naked. Now, I think we're going to we, we can assume we can only assume, and I, I remember hearing this being preached. So, so bear with me. I, I've heard this. I've heard this story before, and you know, just to be honest with you, I think this, this is something that I remember being preached in, in, in church one day. According to this verse, um, the reason why Ham was cursed um, by Noah is because he had made fun of his father's nakedness. So he made, in other words, he, he ridiculed him. In other words, it's like, you know, you have three, uh, you have three children, you know what I'm saying? And just say, for instance, you know, just say, for instance, you were drunk, you was laying there with no clothes on, and, and one of your kids, instead of them covering you up, they pointing and they're making fun and laughing at you because you're you didn't got so drunk that you're laying there naked. You with no clothes on on the bed or say wherever. OK, you could have been out in the vineyard. According to this, you know, he probably was drinking in the vineyard and he was laying there or he was. No, actually, I'm sorry. Take that back. He was in the tent. So as he was in this tent, you know, um, his brother or his son, I'm sorry, his son, son Ham went and saw and then he did go to the other two now he could have been making fun of the other two and the other two was like oh my god we don't want to see that so what did they do they covered him they covered his nakedness now listen there's two things that i get from this one is out of respect for your father okay in in in, in ham's case out of respect for his father he shouldn't have done that okay Number two, though, number two, is that we see how Shaman and Japheth, 
they go in and they go backwards and and not look on the father's nakedness and cover him what i get from this is also the covering of something that was wrong something that was inappropriate right so this was a way of how God or how we as Christians sometimes we're not to say we're supposed to let me let me let me make sure I choose what I'm going to say carefully um it's not to say that we're supposed to cover um our brother's sin without you know without dealing with it but in a way to me in this in this story it's like they covered um their father you know, in the midst of his sin, they, they put, they put, otherwise they put the, the, the covering over him. They did not ridicule him. They did not, they did not point there and looked and say, oh yeah, he's naked. Ha ha. No, they went and they didn't, they chose not to look upon him in that state and they decided to cover him and that's it. Now, and the only reason why I feel the need to, that this needs to be explained is because of what we have after Noah um, gets sober. OK, and he learns what the youngest one had done. And then he turns around and curses Canaan. And when you read this and when I read this, it's like, wow, that's kind of harsh. It's kind of like. Are you kidding me? Like how, how, why would he curse his own son? And notice, notice this. Not only is Ham cursed, but his, his descendants will be the servants of the other two brothers descendants as well. So Shem, according to what, what God, I mean, what Noah says, he says, Shem will be blessed. And Canaan will be his servant. And when they say when when Noah says this, we're not just talking about we're not just talking about these 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 three individuals. We're talking about their descendants in the future. As time goes, they will always be the servants of these these the other one. And this is going to be a continuous thread. OK, um, remember, I, I had said in the beginning um, in, in, in Genesis where we have, uh, Cain and Abel. Okay. And then Cain, his, his, his line, his lineage, his, his descendants would always be people of murderous, almost murderous people because of Cain. Okay. Now we see here the same thing going, but different, not murder, but it's a different type of, um, line that is going between three sons or three young men that will also have descendants. So now his descendants will be the servants of Shem. And then it says, then in verse 27, may God expand the territory of Japheth. May Japheth share the prosperity with Shem and may Canaan be his servant. So it's a, it's, it's a sad story in a way that Shem gets this. Um, but again, this is what the Bible explains. Now, um, I must, I mean, Shem, I said, I said Shem, didn't I? Ham, Ham gets the curse and Shem and, and, and Japheth gets the blessing. 
And here's another thing that I just that that I, I I just mentioned too. Had had this not happened, had this not happened, had Noah not gotten drunk, then it's amazing how one act begins to um, take on another act. In other words, now because of Noah being drunk. You get the blessings that come to Shem and the expanding of the territory come to Japheth. And unfortunately, the curse that comes to him. But we're going to see as we read further down the line leading up to um, the mention of Abraham, because Abraham comes out of the land of Canaan. So that's just a little (laughs) a little sneak peek as to where we're going from here. And I wanted to, that's why I wanted to mention to you that Ham it's it mentions in the in the beginning of the three sons. And I need you, you know, you want to it's this is very good reading. I think that, you know, those of you that are listening right now should really read this yourself. I think you would you would really um I think it would be very interesting reading for you. But Ham is the father of Canaan. See, so this is in verse 18. And they mentioned this. The Bible mentioned this for a reason. And and listen, whenever you read the Bible, when the Bible or any book for this matter, whenever they say something, they ever emphasize something, that means watch this because this is going to take you to somewhere. You're going to see why this happens. And this is one of the cases in verse 18 that it says that he has three sons and him is the father of Canaan. Isn't that amazing? It tells you watch this. And the reason why is because you're going to see later on why him is important not just the fact that he's been cursed and his descendants have been cursed but they are the father of Canaan which we'll end up seeing later on as as we move toward the next um the next individual which i believe will be Abraham and um we'll we'll discover um how things begin to occur in the life of Abraham so um definitely 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 um i am hoping that you you've really enjoyed the story of Noah uh, we've learned so much about about you know the the not just the covenant that God has made with mankind but how one man how one man how he being obedient to God in the beginning and how all these things occurred because of his obedience to God. Remember, obedience, he's not, and I I, I mentioned this before, he's not looking for perfection from you and me. He's not. We're not perfect. You are not perfect. I am not perfect. Even when I was mentioning about the destruction of the earth that is coming, okay, God, even even then, is not looking for perfection. He is looking for obedience. He's looking for, excuse me, for you and I to be men and women that love God and love God from our heart. What does that look like practically? You'll know that you love God. You know why? Because your devotion to him will be so pure and so devoted that you won't you won't get you won't let anything take priority over your relationship with God. 
Okay. The Holy Spirit that God places in you once you receive Christ in your life will be the one that directs and guides you throughout your life, throughout the rest of your life as you walk this life. The Holy Spirit will begin to direct and guide you, tell you what to do, what not to do, what is okay for you to do. Your conviction as you walk this life with God it's going to be your conviction. It's going to be the one and the thing that's going to tell you, you know what? This is pleasing to my Lord. Their purpose. That's the next thing I want to talk about. We all have a purpose in God. We all have something in God's will that God wants us to do. He wants you to do. So if you're listening to this, this Bible cast right now, and you're just at a point where you just love Jesus as Savior, but not as Lord. You got to make him Lord of your life. Make him master. He wants to he wants to be a part of every part of your life. OK, and the closer you get to God, the closer you get to God. OK, the more you will not only represent him, but the more you gonna your character your ways are gonna line up with his ways this is the whole thing about transforming your ways to the lord this is like called the re re regenerate in other words um how can i say sanctification sanctification being sanctified okay um um you going from from <clears throat> excuse me being the old you into the new you, reading the scriptures, praying to the Lord, walking with the Lord, having fellowship with him. OK, how are you going to get to know God unless you have fellowship with the Lord? OK, so remember that I want to appeal to you today that if you don't have a relationship with God, have one, get one, you know, get to know God. You get to know everyone else in your life. Get to know him. That is the most important relationship that you'll ever have. And based on that relationship. OK, you will have a better relationship with all other people in your life. You will become a better person. You will make better choices. You will see life differently. You won't see life the way you see it. We have to understand, number one, we're in an imperfect world. No one around us is going to be perfect. No one from this point on, you're even not going to you're not going to even be perfect. But but the difference between you and the rest of the world is when you see God and you see God in your life, how wonderful, how, how, how different you're going to be compared to those that are going to be around you. OK, this is very important. So take this time that you have to get with God, to to um, to have a relationship with him. OK, take this time in your life to do that. Find a good Bible believing church, you know, ask, ask the Lord to come into your heart. Read his word. So we're going to end this uh, on a quick note of prayer. And and if you haven't received Christ, let's receive him right now. OK, dear Father God, I love you and I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ to die on the cross for me. And Lord, I accept the Lord Jesus Christ in my heart. Thank you for, for I realize that I am a sinner 
I realized that I am not I am not the man or woman that I am to be right now. But Lord, I thank you for sending your son to die on the cross and I accept him into my life. Please forgive me for everything that I have done. And thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, you could have prayed any way that in that way, but just make sure that you've received him in your life. If you have, praise God. Praise God that you have. And welcome to the family of God. Now, go ahead and find your Bible-believing church. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Get to know the Lord in your life. And you know what? With all that being said, have a wonderful day. Have a blessed week ahead of you. Um, I'll be seeing you later, talking to you later. And stay tuned for the next Bobblecast where we'll probably be talking about the story of Abraham. All right. Don't go nowhere. I'll be talking to you soon. Have a blessed week.